Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and Darcy's joining me today. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, this week, we are, we're, I, I like this episode. I, Darcy and I have been kind of working on it today, and it, uh, it's one of those episodes that I think is going to give you some real actionable things that you can do to change your life. The, there's this question that I get. I get it a lot. And it's, how can I get my wife to trust me again? So there's no good answer except for this one. You cannot make your wife trust you again. Uh, You don't have control over your wife's trust in you. All you can do is be somebody that she can trust, which means don't commit to things that you for sure can't follow through on. Be honest. And each of these revolves around an honest presented position of yourself, but probably not in ways that you've ever thought of before. So we're going to talk about three things that you can do. Number one is going to be let go of outcomes. Number two is integrate your private self with your presented self. And we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but we're going to dive into that from an honesty position. And then number three is hear what your partner is saying and make the argument for them about your behavior. We're going to dig into that here in a minute. Let's start with let go of the outcomes. This is very much about letting go of what it is that you're trying to get done. Letting go of, so for me, it was letting go of managing Darcy's feelings. A lot of us have been working to manage our partner's feelings. This is something that is really trackable and leads to fundamentally dishonest ways of interacting with your partner. I had a client who when he, he said, when I speak with my wife, I'm often looking to figure out a way to present my side in a way that is least likely to have her blow up or get upset. And that is him managing her and not being real, not being honest, not being willing to let go of the outcome. In that example, what he's really doing there is, in a way, he is trying to manage how she reacts to what he's saying so that his life can also be easier. In the short term, if she reacts the way that is easiest on him, then it, in the short term, makes everybody's life easier. But I think in the long run, it creates not the kind of intimacy that you are hoping to have. And, and it, there's no trust there. And I think that you know, when we get our partner to, to you know, behave the way that we want them to behave for a short-term gain, the long-term problem is that we, we have these outcomes that we can't control. So letting go of that outcome in the short term is going to be, it's going to seem really costly, but in the long run, it's going to create 
a sense that she can trust what it is that that you have to say. And I think another way that this shows up is saying yes to our partner when what we really mean is no and vice versa. So the the second thing that you need to do in letting go of the outcomes is saying no to your spouse when that's your actual true position. We have to be willing to tell our partner no rather than trying to find the answer that will keep the peace, make her happy, or keep you from getting in trouble. This goes along with the idea that, you know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So if you're constantly trying to placate your wife, that again is not going to create the results that you want in the long run. Oftentimes your partner can track when you're telling them what it is that they want, they want you to hear. Yeah. And I think that you like it in the moment. Like if I say yes to you and you're like, yeah, he's giving me what I want. But it's really a hollow victory. There, there have been a number of times in our lives where I've said yes, and it's really been a hollow victory for Darcy. And s- sex is one of those ways that that happens, especially for men. It's a really hollow victory when our partner says yes to us in the bedroom, but it's not, she's not really, there's no desire there. It's just servicing. And I know for me, you know, if there's something that I really want and Zach just gives in to me, it doesn't feel the same to me. It, it, it typically doesn't feel good to me. And in the long run, it affects how I feel about myself because if he's just saying yes to me to pacify me, I can feel that. And then in the long run, it just feels really crappy. And I, this isn't, yeah, I mean... This because is, more it's like, he's more saying yes to me just because he doesn't want to deal with me. Not yeah. genuinely saying yes because he genuinely wants to say yes. Exactly. And I love that this is a this is really a two-way street. And next week, we're actually going to talk about how partners can, or the, the wives can trust again. But this particular issue, saying no when that's what you mean but also saying yes when that's what you mean is really important. Too often, I think we do, we try to conform to each other's needs and wants and beliefs and that sort of thing instead of being the true version of us that we want to be, that, that is us. And that's a really important thing to be able to say, no, this is really what I feel. No is the answer for me. But that also means that you have to be willing to deal with the consequences of that up front. I think another thing that, goes along with this is being more circumspect about what you tell your partner. Don't just say yes because you think it's what your partner wants and really be careful in agreeing to any sorts of plans of actions or, you know, because you feel like you're supposed to or you're in that one down position of having messed up, especially around pornography, but in in general, if you're telling your partner what they want to hear then you want to take a step back from that. If you think telling them what they want to hear is is the right thing to do, take a step back from that and ask yourself, what's my true position? What's the what's the truth here for me and how can I convey that in an honest and open way? I think it's also important to recognize that there is still compromise in marriage. Yeah, totally. This isn't like just a hard fast rule like Always say no if you don't want something to do something necessarily because I, I do think there's room for compromising and, and give and take in a marriage. So that's not what we're right. referring to. Right. For instance, to. we have cats, and I'm a hard no on that. <laughs> but I haven't taken the cats, you know, to the pound or anything. So 
there's this the, the, it's an honest process of being open and willing to negotiate that but when it comes to especially around pornography when it comes to your partner saying well you need to do x y and z and your only answer is yeah i'll just do whatever you tell me because otherwise i'm going to be in trouble and you're in that one down position and it feels like it's a you know you're being dictated to that's a moment to take some courage on and say i totally recognize what i've done here also, I, I don't know that I can take on what you're asking me to take on. Maybe it's something I can do in the future, but I, right now I don't have that in me. And I don't know what that looks like in every relationship, but I know that's, you know, oh, we got to go to 12-step meetings or we got to go to, you know, uh, counseling and we got to go to, we got to read our scriptures every day. I have, I have a client who his wife, when he messes up, his wife like goes on this tear of how they're going to be more righteous. And it's like, you know, twice a day prayer, and we're going to talk over the phone about scriptures, and we're going to read scriptures twice a day, and we're going to do, which are all wonderful things, but it's a real disruption in their, in the actual flow of their life, and it becomes this, like, I have to fix this right now, instead of just taking a step back and saying, yes, I totally see why you're trying to do that, I see what, what's the value there for doing that, right now, this or this or this doesn't really fit, and being real clear and circumspect about what you agree to and what you say to your partner. And then this, I think, is the number one thing within, uh, within letting go of the outcomes is being willing to disappoint your partner if it's the more honest position. If your partner asks you to never look at porn again, saying yes, even if that's what you want to say, might actually undermine the trust in the relationship that you're trying to create. I know in the beginning of our journey with pornography, I wanted Zach to never look at porn again. And so I, after there was an episode, I would always try and get him to commit that he was never going to look at porn again. Yeah, and I didn't have those skills. And there was no way for me to say yes uh, you know, about that from an honest position. But you would. You, I would say yes. But yeah, you would say yes, position. and then you know, I'd find it again, and then it was like, even more of a blow because it was like I was putting all my trust in him that he was going to do what he said he yeah. so was going to do. If, you know, and we'll talk about this probably next week, but if you're the wife, asking for things that you know aren't possible is definitely going to undermine the, the trust in your relationship because you're asking for your partner to do something that they don't yet know how to do. Really, when what we're doing when we let go of the outcome is that we're you know saying we're we're disagreeing and we're we're confronting the realities of our relationship but we're also offering an opportunity f to hear us being real with our partner and they're going to be presented with an opportunity to grow through that process so there you know it's a two-way street through this whole thing but letting go of the outcome is a really important component of this trust process that you're going to be working through. I know for me, I would rather Zach tell me honestly what it is that he is doing or going to do than lie to me about it just to keep me happy. Well, I think that you've come to that position over time. Yeah. Not that that really what I think in the beginning, every wife is like, I want you to be absolutely honest with me and I want you to never make a mistake again. And I think that that is... Those two things, while they're not mutually exclusive in all things, 
that's really tough in the beginning, especially if you're working through this process in an open way. Yeah. But I'm just referring to things outside of pornography. So like if you say that you're going to go and say fix the toilet in the trailer because it's leaking and because that was one of the things that was on the list of things we needed to do and then I walk in and you're like laying in the trailer watching a movie this didn't happen I'm just hypothetically although our toilet is leaking in our trailer (laughs) but then I, I I would be upset about that whereas if he was like I'm just gonna go watch a movie I would probably still be kind of upset or annoyed if he was like, I'm just going to lay here and watch a movie because, you know, we have this whole list of things to do, but I would rather him in the long run be honest up front than, you know, catch him in a lie later. Yeah. So I think this is, this is something that we often find ourselves doing is hiding. Uh, Men who are struggling with pornography, I find that hiding is a pretty normal thing. And what I mean by hiding is, we are not integrated in our private self with our with our presented self, with the person that we share with our partner. And that's actually number two, integrate your private self with your presented self. And really what this is, is say what you're doing and do what you say. So for instance, if you know, you're at work and you say you're leaving at work at five o'clock, then you have to do that. This is, this is like doing what you say from, from the previous component, but it's really, I want to emphasize the cost here. You have to be willing to pay the cost of whatever it is that you say you're going to do. And, you know, you can often rationalize that, but whatever it is that you tell your partner you're going to do, that's what you, you end up doing. And I think the other component of this is, is emotional. Your presented self or your, your private self, the person that you are when you're alone with yourself you have to be willing to open up and share that person with your partner. And emotionally, men are not super good. at We're really not good at that, to be honest. It's, it's not been something that we've been taught, and it's not been something that we've practiced. So there's a lot of practice that goes into you know, being willing to say to your partner, this is how I've been feeling today. And you don't have to put it on them. And so, so one, of the, one of the exercises that we do in the, in the membership is this thing where you go and you tell your partner how you felt all day for, you know, take five minutes and do it. So you just say, this is, this is what I've been feeling today, how I've been emotionally, how I've been physically, what, you know, what I accomplished, just a download of how I felt. And in doing that, what you're doing is you're saying, this is the person I am when I'm alone with me, and I want to share that with you. You know, you don't do that with everybody. You don't do that with your boss. You don't do that with, you know, maybe church people. But you definitely... If you want to create trust within your relationship, being able to say, honey, this is how I felt today, and this is what's real for me when I'm alone with me, that is a huge component of integrating your private self with the person that you present to your partner. I remember when you worked at an office and you would call me and you would say, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm really feeling like I want to look at pornography right now. And on my side, I appreciated that honesty and, and him being truthful was great, but then I still had to manage myself on my side because obviously I didn't love hearing that he wants to look at porn. Right. So it's like that difference of him still presenting what's true for him and what's going on for him. 
to me, but then me having to, to deal with that myself. And I think a lot of spouses will say, well, that's not fair. It's not fair that I should have to deal with his emotional state or his desire to do this thing. And I totally understand that. I, I think if you are presenting this to your partner, it's not about putting a burden on them. It's not about saying to them, hey, I need you to help me fix this. It's not about them being your accountability person. It's only about telling them what's actually real for you. That's all it is. Because if, if every time you did that and they came in and they said, well, I have to rescue my partner, that would, that would be unfair. Well, in those times, it wasn't like you asking me to solve for it. It was just you expressing what is going on for you. And on my side, I didn't feel like, oh, I got to step in. I got to fix this. I got to drive to his office and be there to protect him and right. all well, of I think that. This, well, and this was later on in our journey. Yeah. Uh, I think early on, I wouldn't have had the courage to say that to you. And I, and think I probably <laughs> couldn't. I, I'm certain I couldn't handle it. Either. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, one other component of being the, you know, the integrating the the person that you are when you're alone with yourself, so your personal self, your inside self, with uh, your outside self, the person that you present to your partner, is being willing to reevaluate, re-navigate, and restate your position. And this can be tough. You know, we have we pay attention uh, to a lot of what JFF Jennifer Finlayson Five talks about, and oftentimes we see couples who are re-evaluating and renegotiating their faith journey. And in that, in this process, this process of well, what's really going on inside of me, many times you might find that you're going to renegotiate and reevaluate and restate your positions differently. Now, whether it's about your faith or whether it's about just what you want in your life, you might be coming to your partner and saying, I'd like to be a little bit more exciting in bed. Uh, not because of porn, but just because I want to be closer to you. I want to have, you know, whatever it is that that looks like. New shared experiences. New shared experiences. That's a great word for it. You're, you're amazing. And all of that is really just an opportunity to say, I have grown, I am different, and I am learning, and I'm becoming a person that I really like, and I'm willing to share that with you. That renegotiation, that renavigation, that reinstate, restatement of your position, that is, I have, I'm different than I was when we got married, and I want you to know who that person really is. What's that? Uh, maybe it's Esther Perel. I don't remember who. Yeah, who it's says, Esther, Esther Perel. Perel. She says, you're going to be married three times on average in your life, and it might all be to the same person. And that's something that you've got to be willing to be open to. All right, last one. Hear what your partner is saying and make the argument for them about your behavior. If you would like to gain the trust of your partner, uh, because I think a lot of us have, through the process of our pornography struggle, lost a great deal of trust, this particular one is, is a really, really important component. And it's, it's about the way that you argue. It's about the way that you are willing to see your own behavior. This is, a, in part, it's a process of self-confrontation and creating those winning strategies in your arguments. Uh, you, can, you can listen to an entire episode on self-confrontation. It's uh, episode number 127. But it really sounds like hearing what your partner's saying and understanding their perspective on how you are showing up. And I know, for me, 
I still have a lot of work to do in this particular arena, partly because whenever Darcy brings me something, I automatically want to defend my position, not because she's necessarily attacking it, but because I don't like feeling like I'm wrong. I like being right and being able to being able and willing to see your behavior objectively and without the need to defend it. That's a really important component, but also being willing to hear what the the other person is saying openly and restating their position being, you know, saying something like, okay, so this is what I think I I'm hearing you say. And this is what I think you're trying to get at is I think an essential value when it comes to gaining trust, because even if you don't agree with that person's position, being able to restate it articulately and not from a position of, you know, creating any sort of straw man or breaking it down or beating it up will give them the sense that at the very least you've heard. Every single person wants to be heard. And so when your partner is willing to, to hear what you have to say, it gives you a sense that you can trust them, that even if the problem is not going to be solved right then and there, that they're at least listening and trying to understand what it is that you are trying to tell them. Absolutely. I, I love this idea. I love this question from people. I think this is a really great, uh, you know, valuable concept of just being able to, like I said, let go of the outcomes, integrate your private self with your presented self, and hear what your partner is saying and making that argument for them from your position about what's going on. I think that really opens up a lot of space for your partner to not just be able to trust you, but be able to come to a greater intimacy with you. You know, a lot of the differentiation work that we talk about, differentiation being, you know, being a solid person and choosing closeness with your partner, that is a lot of what you're doing here. You're saying, I'm going to become more solid. I'm going to become a better person. And as a result, I'm going to choose closeness with my partner and they can come and choose closeness with me if that's what they want to do as well. So this is a fantastic. And I know for me, it, it was extremely important <laughs> on this journey that Zach did what he said he was going to do, even if it had nothing to do with pornography, especially if it had nothing to do with pornography, right? It was that I could trust that his word means something. Yeah, and I had to get more willing to disappoint you because I had to be willing to say, what was actually, what I actually thought was going to happen instead of trying to find, well, what is it that she wants? So I can just tell her that. Yeah. And nobody, I don't think anybody wants that. Like you definitely didn't want me to be that, that person. So I really appreciate you coming on this week, Darcy and everyone next week, we're going to talk about how you can trust again. And that's, I think a really, I think that's going to be a good episode. So Share this with your friends, share it out, you know, let people know that this is what we're talking about because I, I think it's a really important topic, uh, not just for people who are struggling with pornography, but really anything in your life where, you, where you're struggling to create the relationship that you want, this is a really good place to start. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. 
Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash work with me, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.